Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the 12th episode of Fruits Basket, You Look Like You're Having Fun. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime, but we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode 12. You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on Spotify or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right, girls, tell me, what were your general <laughs> thoughts about this episode? Like, just, we're going to get into a good chunk, so if you want to keep it brief, vague, whatever, just, what, 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 what did you feel walking out of this episode, um, April? So I had this very big moment of like, did this episode happen? <laughs> <laughs> because I like watched it the first, like I, I had to watch it again because I watched it the first time and I was like, what? And cause like there was just so much thrown at me. Um, and then like after like I watched, like I, I had to like on my lunch break, I was like, I have to watch this episode guys, leave me alone. And then even then I came out of it and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> cause so much happened. Like there was a lot and there was a lot of stuff that like is very, very interesting, but there's a lot of stuff that I just had like issues with. So there, it, it was a lot. And I, I, I'm hoping, like, I'll come out of this conversation deciding whether or not I truly liked it. Like, there are some really good moments, but then there's a lot of, like, really, really bad moments. Yeah. So those are my general thoughts. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. What about you, Michelle? What was this episode? <laughs> <laughs> what the? It's, like... I almost feel like this was a turning point in the manga or something because it's just like the first half is so just not good. I mean, they're good jokes, but then there's a lot of bad stuff. And then the second half's like crazy. And I'm really, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers, but I mean, I like, I remember saying in the last episode, like, oh, like, is some lady's voice piece going to help another Zodiac? But no, <laughs> not at all. No. Toto's the one who needs help. She needs more safety than ever after that. But I mean, oh my God. I don't know how to feel about this episode either. Like, my only takeaway is like, Akito is really hot and I'm really upset about it. He's so hot. I don't remember this, but he's really hot and it's crazy. Everything's crazy. I mean, he is a Soma. He's what? The one ugly duckling of the Somas? No, of course he was going to be hot. But like... I mean, he's like way hotter than like most. <laughs> like he's as hot as Yuki in his own like evil way, and I'm very uncomfortable with how attractive he is <laughs> based on everything up to this point. So I don't know how to feel about the episode either, April. I don't know if I can convince you it was good. I <laughs> I don't know how to feel myself. I I think okay. Beside like a few couple like things that are annoying but we've already talked about in the podcast I think it was a really solid episode I think it was a good episode in terms of like the way it was presented and the way it was executed 
But, you know, like this show, I mean, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's just that we have some, like, sort of, like, masochistic energy or something. But, you know, it just is like, we're going to give you, like, one lighthearted episode. It's going to be nice. You're going to feel safe. And then, bam, we're back to this darkness and pain. And it's – but at the same time, I love it. So I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but, yeah, there was well, – I'm just going to – just very briefly to say some few like lighthearted things before we get to the heavy thing. Head Cannon, Uo Chan, and Kyo like ditch school events together. You know, they always fight, but Aww. I'm like, they, I, I have, I like a nice little head cannon where they're like, you know, they're, they actually like are like the bad boy and the bad girl where they'll just ditch class and they both have their hair dyed. Well, Kyo doesn't, but no one believes him. So I, I like that kind of like friendship that's developing. Also, um, all right. Question is was Uachan a drug addict when she was like what twelve? Like I or was know. it that she was sick? Because I think in, she might have been sick a lot and her immunity is just stronger now. Cause cause that made that's what I assumed. But you yeah. know, the way that she says it, it's like, oh, let's play into the stereotype of oh, she's like a gangster, so she does drugs. Well but the thing is what's it's interesting because like, you know, here we have like medicine and drugs they have different connotations whereas like in japanese like kusuri means medicine and drugs so oh no well then how do you tell so you can't tell so it's that's why i was like this is this is ambiguous this is intentionally ambiguous and i just i want to know about your childhood i want to know more about you like you can't (laughs) just throw that out there you need to tell me more she's so great um And yeah, and also like poor Yuki, like these girls are down. Like that other boy was like not gonna help her. I'm like, dude, you have a clipboard. Obviously, you're part of the student council too. Isn't that your job? Like, Like, how do you? How are you not equipped to help this person? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was something. Um, but okay, that's as far as I guess lighthearted stuff. I guess we're gonna get into because I mean, let's just start with the first half of this episode, which starts out already a little foreboding because we see the black car and we're like, "Who's in the car? Who's in the car?" Yes. Which, by the way, I had no idea who was in the car. Yeah, I. I should have ordered it with him. him. Oh, yeah. really? Because yes, of the black I, outfit? I thought well, Hadu was going to have a black outfit for some reason. Well, I knew he had a dri- a driver. And so, like, and it's, like, it's just, like, straight, I guess not strange. But, like, it all just kind of, like, clicked in my head. Because I was, like, who is this person just showing up in this car with a driver? And then, like, I saw, like, the all black. And I was, like, it's going to be, like, Akito. It has to be. Like, <laughs> I know. I was just, like, so surprised we got it so soon. Like yeah. that, I, I was not, I guess mentally I was just, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I just, I don't know. Like I thought it was going to, yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, hmm, I, I was expecting either some other Zodiac or, or I was, I don't know. That's, I guess that's what I was expecting or some new character, which Akito isn't. He isn't a new character. Like we've yeah. seen, we've met him before, but now we've really met him, which is like, whoa. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, so we're like, who's in the car? We learned that um, Momiji and Haru have officially joined the school. The uh, spring uh, semester has started. So uh, Toru and Kyo and uh, Yuki, they've moved on to second year. And Do we know with that they were first years for sure? I felt like that was new information that wasn't 
like obvious, but maybe it was obvious. See, I, I don't thought know. they maybe were like second years already. Why, already, yeah. no, I think now they are officially. But I think because maybe it's because maybe they did mention it offhand, like a throwaway thing, like in the first episode, like in the introduction of Toru. She's like, "I'm a first year, maybe," and that just passes oh, okay. by. Maybe oh. I don't know. But now it's a, now we know for sure that. Their second year now, and Haru and uh, Momiji are first years, so they're all together now. Um, and as always, the dog should be neutered because I like that now <laughs> people are reacting negatively or not having it, but it's also like he should still be neutered. Um, and I also like this little moment with Kyo where he's just getting like everyone's just slowly becoming aware that he's like in love with Toru, and it's the greatest thing. Like, Saki's just like, you know, he's getting worse at saying no. And it's like, yeah, it's so entertaining watching him fall for her. And it's like, yeah, that's like, that's a moment that we should consider for people who are fans of Kyo. Like, I know, like, I feel like we're, like, very Yuki dominant in our, like, support. But, like, that's, like, a nice little hint for Kyo. Um, I like it. And we get another cute moment. Well, kind of. I don't know how to feel about it. So, basically... Um, Toru and him go go to see Momiji and uh and Haru and while he's asked while Kyo's like asking the class like the people like the classmates like hey bring him out there are these two guys who mm-hmm. are very predatory mm-hmm. and like aim for Toru and it's like weird because at the same time I'm like these guys are like first years in high school they're like 14 they're not that scary <laughs> i'm like Tony's like now like what six, fifty, sixteen, 16 like and like knowing how puberty hits boys later like really it's 16 17 so i'm like these guys probably are like prepubescent like they're not scary so i was like okay this is like very aggressive and i wasn't i don't know i don't buy it but um i yeah. do <laughs> yeah i kind of did too but i don't know I know. I was like, I, I totally buy like them being extremely aggressive, especially like high school boys. Like, it, and like they're go starting like high school, like they're in that age, so they think that they're just like the coolest thing ever, and <laughs> that they own everything. Like that's like when they start to hit like that peak invincibility stage, where they're like, nothing can hurt me. I have the world at my fingertips. Um, which is very annoying. So, like, I totally was, like, bought into, like, those two boys being, like, predatory, which sounds terrible, but, like, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, also, I think because yeah. for me, at least, like, it, it, like, the way they were saying it was a little weird, but, like, that didn't even bother me. It was when they were like, let's go talk to her, because, like, it it probably didn't occur to them, but, like, there, there's, like, two of them and one of her. Right. And that's, like, yeah. a little awkward. Well, I think but it like, did occur to them. Yeah. I think they were very much, like, we are going to try and get some with this girl. And I'm just, like, you're in you're in school right now. Yeah, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't some, like, club or something. This is a high school. Like, calm down. Like, I don't know. I was just, like, okay then. And then... Kyo basically notices this and because Todu's kind of like spaced out and kind of just like makes his stance like, you know, is just like very... He claims her he with claims body her. language. 
Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, back off. But, but like, it's like, I don't know how to feel about this because. Yeah. Because yeah. it implies like she's with me, which is, isn't really true. But like, and from that, the body language. Like, yeah. Like, that's not my problem. Cause it's like, look, like that's like reality. Like if I, <laughs> if like, I'm like walking in, in like, if it's late at night, again, this is, this is like the daylight yeah. in high school. That's so I don't understand school. why it's happening here. <laughs> but like, I, I, like if I'm like walking alone at night, I'm gonna call my brother and be like yo you're on speaker we're gonna talk until I get home because it for, for some because that's just how we that's because that's why we live in a patriarchy and um and men don't only back off when they hear another man's voice and a woman's voice is not enough but that's not my problem it's more the whole one he didn't really do anything to change these guys attitudes it's like you men have to be held accountable for letting other men do bad things and they, and he didn't. He was just like, I'm just going to protect Todu because this is I, I just care about Todu. And it's like, all right, great. You didn't help with the actual societal problem, sure. Um, but that's too much for Kyo because clearly there's later he has a lot of issues where I'm like, okay, then. But he says this thing where he's like, look, Todu, you have to be more aware of your surroundings. Yeah, like, that's what if, I like. if you were kidnapped, it'd be your fault. It's yeah, like, no, that was the life that me. I was like, no, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be her fault. She's It's the kidnapper's fault. Through and through, like, what are you saying? Like, I don't know. I just did not like Kyo at all this episode. Like, every time he had a chance to prove me wrong, I'm like, no. Like, you're just, you just keep failing me. And it, it proves to me that Yuki's the superior choice. But also, like, it's very disappointing. Because now I'm, like, really rooting for Yuki and not so much Kyo. Because I'm just like, I can't handle this. I mean, I wish we could say that Kyo, like, because I remember before we had a conversation where Kyo, it's like, well, he, you know, he hasn't had a lot of friends before. Maybe that's why, like, a lot of these ideals he could have aren't challenged sooner. But the thing is, we get this from, like, a bunch of different characters. So clearly it's not just Kyo who probably thinks things like this. It's just, like, kind of how the author felt about these things at the time when she wrote it. So then it's just like, yeah, it's just not good. Like if it was just Kyo, I'd be like, ah, he just needs to like broaden his worldview, but that's not really the case. It's not just that, but it's also like you have like, you have the counter within his own family. Like you have the counter of someone thinking it's like not like in other instances thinking like, oh, this thing isn't that big of a deal. And I'm comfortable with my masculinity that I don't feel like whatever. And then you have him and it's like, okay, well, you both had a similar upbringing in terms of like, you both were, grew up in the same family in the same kind of situation. So it's like, no excuse. It's not like, oh, he doesn't interact much with people. Clearly he does. Um, or at least interacts as much as, as the other guy, which we'll talk about. But I just, I just really can't with that moment. That was a strike one. Um, and then strike two happens, which is Momiji shows up. Um, oh, and- poor Just let him wear what he wants. Exactly. Right. My God. Like, he shows up in this, in not even wearing, like, uh, he's just wearing, like, the top part is uh, the girl's. shorts on. It's not like he's in a skirt. So it's like, yeah. and even if he were in a skirt, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, but, like, it you know, it's, it's like he just has kind of, like, a, the, 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 uh, the girl's uniform he's basically wearing. And... Kyo, like, attacks very aggressively. Like, he literally punches this kid. And it's, like, just because he's wearing, like, something that isn't dictated, isn't, like, he's going against gender norms, and then and then he's, like, attacking him. And then it's, like, Haru is fine with it. 
it. Hado is like, who cares? And it's like, Hado and Kyo both trained together. They grew up together. Like, Hado was a lot closer with Kyo than he was with Yuki, especially his kids. And it's like, okay, so if Hado is fine with this, why do you have such a big problem with this? Like, what is your deal? didn't like it either, though. See, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I see, like, he didn't react violently is my thing. And he, I feel like mm, it's more of like, yeah. oh, great, like, you're breaking a rule. It's more, I felt like with him, it read more as, oh, you're breaking a school rule. Like, we're already having a hard time with, like, our hair color. That's how I read from Yuki's perspective. But even okay. if he's, like, against it, it's like, okay, yeah, but he didn't punch him. He didn't hit him. He wasn't a violent reaction, which to me is, like, bad <laughs> i'm like there's a difference between someone being disapproving and not relying on physical violence than someone who is disapproving and is also acting on it through physical aggression like that to me is like i can't not, I, also, mean, I think yeah. that's fair and also yuki yeah. has has had like a has an entire history with like oh, people forcing him to wear dresses and he wears them to please the people because we saw it with the culture festival and he yeah. feels uncomfortable with it. But I feel like that's more of a uh, his sensitivity with his own yeah. femininity. Yeah. So he's just like, okay, you're breaking a rule. All right. But then you have, you, Kyo is just like, no. And then it just all this kind of added, a to, a, like it's all added on top of the fact that every time he fights Yuki and every time he's trying to get under his skin, the first thing he attacks is you have a girly face. You look like a girl. Like or he'll that. call him girly boy, yeah. Yeah, which is like, all right, you know, like, you'll, you're just, this is, no, the, no, this is not okay. And I just hated that moment. And then it just got worse because then we were introduced to the president who the was annoying. The horrible president! Oh, I the hate thing. the president. Why do you hate him, April? Go first. <laughs> because, well, he had, oh my gosh. Where do you begin with this person? <laughs> I first know. off, um, he's a walking, talking contradiction. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely uh, has power issues. Um, also, the way that he, like he just has those two girls walking around with him, and that bothers me. Um, I, I don't know why, <laughs> but it just really does. But also, he had like the biggest issue with like. Momiji's outfit um he was a lot more vocal about it I guess mm-hmm. and uh not that I agree with anything that like any of Kyo's reactions but uh goodness gracious and then like oh what he was I'm, I feel like I'm ranting or just rambling but like uh because what's oh gosh I just want to call him Ha Kun because I know him that way but um but, like, he's, like, sticking up for Momiji, and that's so sweet and everything like that. But then he's like, well, how is your hair white and black? Like, that's not natural. And, like, it can totally be natural. How do you explain gray hair? Like, Yeah. Salt and pepper hair. He was very stressed. Leave him alone. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you can get gray hair at any age, okay? I'm just saying. So... <laughs> Also, I'm always like, I'm like, do people like not know that like Momiji is like half German? I'm like, do you not know that he like it, it's under it, like yes, genetics isn't as drastic, but if you're like, oh, that's why he has blonde hair, it's like, yeah, makes sense. Like, why, why are people doubting the the? I don't know. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Well, and then the other thing that bothered me too was that um, like because 
I guess I'm, I could never get hit. I just want to call him Has- Hakun um, or Haru. Sorry. But Haru, um, he like his way, like he, well, he turns into dark Haru, which is a problem um, because he was being very aggressive with Toru and that's not okay. But his way to like appeal to like the people was like, oh, well, like Momiji will just grow out of this. And it's like, what if he doesn't? And even yeah. if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like and he's like appealing to their, like their potential attraction to him when he's yeah. older. He does the same thing with the president. And that's why I don't like the president. Like, he's like, dude, one, let Luigi just, like, be his true self. And two, like, don't, like, buy his bribery to wear what he wants by thinking of Yuki also yeah. breaking dress code. Like, if you're fine with that, how come you can't be fine with Momiji? Well, that's and then the other- hypocritical. Well, and then the other thing that gets me, that bothers me too, is because he even says the teachers are okay with it. Cool. Right, you yeah, should be so. okay with it too. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't matter at that point. Like, if the teachers are okay with it, like, that is not your job to just make up whatever rules that you want just because you don't like something. Like, you're supposed to be a representative of everyone. And while also enforcing school rules. And if school rules dictate that Momiji can wear whatever he wants, then Momiji can wear whatever he wants. And that's not for you to question it. Like, if you have that much of a problem, then you need to have your parents go up to the school board or however your school system works. (laughs) But, like... But that's also, that's the thing, though. It's like, you all, like, if we know that the school's fine with it, then yeah. why is Kyo so upset? Why is Yuki so upset? Why is Haru like trying? I mean, Haru's like Haru. I feel Haru doesn't like, really care. I, yeah, know, Haru doesn't like, care. But I, and I feel like so like again, I don't like the way that like Kyo reacted in any way, and I don't um and it, and you know and it also bothers me that like Yuki's not okay with it too. But like I feel like their reason for being upset makes more sense than like the president. Like the president's upset just because he doesn't want to look at it, whereas like Kyo and yeah. Yuki are upset because. They're just trying to not draw any more attention to the somas, See, and but so I don't think it's. That, I don't think with Kyo it's that that much. I, I can understand maybe with Yuki, but Kyo goes out of his way to call it. He says like Kyo, like he says it's creepy. Like if you're gonna draw attention to yourself, you're gonna do it in this creepy way. Like that to me is like Kyo also has a problem with it, like the president. Yeah. Well, no, the president says like essentially like if you start like this now, you'll. Something about like seventy percent well, of his life's gonna be like, worse. Well, basically, not. he's saying if you start yeah. now, you're gonna be gay later, and it's yeah, like, so what is that supposed it. to mean? Well, then the reason why, like, I have the bigger issue with the president is because he says, "Have you no male pride?" Right. Well, he can have whatever pride he wants. Like, and I think it's just like that. Out, like that statement in and of itself is bothersome. Like, have you no male pride? Like, what even is that? Like, yeah, what's, what's shameful about wearing something that's yeah. more feminine? Like, what does that mean, President? What is it? I, I, excuse me, do you want to define genders for me, President? Like, let's talk. But <laughs> you're that, that's, that's my biggest issue with the president is that line in and of itself. And then it just goes snowballs from there. But then it's okay if Yuki wears a school yeah. dress. Like, come on now. Like, yeah, and what's really annoying, it's like Yuki has expressed his, Dis- uh, his discomfort yeah, dislike with of it. dislike yeah. of it. So yeah. it's like, well, here's someone who enjoys it, and now it's like bad. So it's yeah. like, oh my god. And I mean, maybe I think for me, the reason why I 
don't maybe it's because I don't care about the president. I'm like, you're a random character. We may not ever see you again. After we're we're this not episode. supposed to like. Clearly. So and exactly, yeah. we're not supposed to like you. We're supposed to like Kyo. We're supposed to be rooting for this guy. And I'm just like, I can't anymore. No, no, like. You, you you think it? Oh God! It was just so sad for me. Where now I'm just like Team Yuki, hundred percent. <laughs> I'm happy to have you back, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but that was that was addressed. And then we do April. April, you mentioned how um, Dark Haru does have this like um moment with with Toru. Um, I wasn't as impacted I, I by that. I didn't mind it as much Yeah, either. I didn't I think, mind it. Because he, he asked her. He's like, do yeah. you want to have sex? We, yeah. we don't have sex. Which, like, is, like, a lot. But at least he's, like, he's Asking. not going to do anything until she says yes at that point. Which right. is a lot better than before. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. That's fair. I just think <laughs> that it's very, like... Uh. Okay, because the obvious... Okay, and maybe I'm just a perverted-minded person. I don't know. But, like, he... Like, we we all know how he proved his hair color. Um, and so... But, I mean, obviously, Toru doesn't. And that's because she is very sweet and innocent. And I feel like if you... Like, even if you ask someone who doesn't necessarily understand what's going on, like, that's still, like, taking advantage. You know, like of a person like saying like oh do you want to do it and she could be like yes but then like he's like I mean have sex and she's like what no like but and then he he could easily say something along the lines of like but you already said yes like knowing how we like to portray these characters and so I think it's like that's my problem with it is because like she doesn't she doesn't necessarily know what's going on in the conversation and so she's not like fully aware of how she should or shouldn't respond. See, so then, that yeah, you could easily like take advantage. It's like, it's like, it would be like if someone got me drunk and then asked me if I wanted to have sex, like, <laughs> see, but the thing is you're taking, I, I feel you're taking a couple big assumptions in thinking like, okay, she, one, she's got, she's not aware. Cause she may not be aware of how, but maybe that doesn't necessarily of how like he showed him, he proved to it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't know about sex. Like I'm well, just no, saying not like that, that, but I don't think she understands that that's what he, that's what he was insinuating. Right. right. Yes. But then that's assuming that she's going to say yes, she might say no. And then he, might back off like there's like a lot of or like assumptions of like making the assumption that if she says no he's gonna say he's gonna still keep pressuring her and these are things we don't see we don't see these next steps that you need to take in order to make that logic that leap in logic um so i don't necessarily agree with that and like this is a good way to kind of lead into something that really bothered me which is this assumption by these guys and we keep talking about this in every podcast Toru is so emotionally intelligent. She's aware of things. She know she takes note of things. Why do people keep it like just because she might seem like uh, a bit clueless and like a space cadet does not make her an like actual one. Like she could know these things. She could be aware. And everyone's like, no, we have to protect Toru. It's like it's fine to want to protect someone, but to assume that it's because they're ignorant to me is a problem. I'm like, don't underestimate Toru. She clearly knows, and as we're about to talk about, she knows a lot. She's much more capable capable than we think, um, and yes. she's much more. She aware can re- she can read people, yeah, very very well. well. Yeah. 
So no, I'm just like, I'm not saying that she like I'm not uh, like trying to put Toru down or anything like that. It's just that in the light that the show is painting of her, like it's very easy to draw this conclusion. See, I don't think it's painting so, it that way because we keep seeing the show show she she, she does is. a really good job at showing like emotional. Um, I'm gonna I don't want to use the word common sense, but like. Like, in terms of, like, emotional, emotionally, she's really good at, like, reading. She's very in tune. But then it seems like anything outside of that, like, she ends up drawing a blank. And, I like, I love Toru and everything like that. But that's just, like, that's my issue with it is that. And then it seems like then she gets put into these situations where she can be, quote, unquote, like, easily taken advantage of. Um, and so, like, I, I have a problem with that. Like, if... You know, like, if you're going to have a character be so much, like, it's like you're sacrificing one thing to give her all of this, like, emotional intelligence. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think, the, I don't know. I think certain characters are seeing her that way. But I don't know if the show in general might be portraying her that way. But we'll, we'll different readings. But um, let's move on to the second half of the episode, which is the big one. Which is Akito. We learned that Akito came to visit as like along with with um with Shigure. He tagged along, and he, Akito and Toru finally meet. What, Michelle? What are we? We kind of got a hint of what how you feel about Akito <laughs> in terms of like how you personally feel. What was your first impression of him? And you're right. He and Yuki look a lot alike, which yeah. makes me think maybe they're siblings. Okay. Maybe? I, don't, uh, I mean, I so don't know. like not all the Samas are related, but like maybe, but they're I mean, all they hot for related, some reason. But, but like- that <laughs> might not have a, a in-universe reason behind it. I I thought Akito was like at least like five or six years older than Yuki, based on like the first flashback we get. Maybe he just ages really well because he looks maybe. like the same age as Yuki. Right. And, yeah, but I don't think he is. I, I feel like he probably still is older than them. Uh, I, I was kind of blown away because he's just like casually there and like just chill black clothes, chilling out. He's like really slender and like, but somehow that makes him like even scarier. I don't know why, but it's just like, oh my God. And I mean, I was very uncomfortable with the fact that he was very attractive because I don't like him. I don't trust him. And and the fact that Yuki got so scared, one, when he realized that Akita was there at all, and two, when he saw him talking to Toru, I made such a point of, like, asking her multiple times, like, what did he say to you? Like, anything sketchy? Like, if he's not afraid of him doing something to her, like... That says so much about what happened to him as a kid. And the, it got really dark. And it was, like, honestly really upsetting to get the flashbacks of the, yeah. like, the quick cuts of whatever was going on in that room. And just, like, having Shigure reinforce that later saying, like, like mental torture or emotional torture. Just, like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea it was that bad. 
Like he he basically isolated Yuki and like did who knows what to him or said who's who knows what to him like over and over again. And like why Yuki? I don't know. I guess I'm kind of curious now which animal Akito is because for some reason I'd assumed he was like the dragon instead of um, Hatsuri because I thought like the dragon's like the biggest and most scary. So like maybe that's why he could never like see people because like that'd be too much to like a bunny's one thing to reveal to like random people like a dragon's uh, but like i don't know what he is at this point like is he the ram i mean that's not scary (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know but that it just yeah it, it makes you ask a lot more questions but like also just like dang like yuki i feel really like i already felt bad for him but it was such like a secret um why he didn't trust akito and that was like enough for us it was like okay like he doesn't trust him like so we don't trust him either but like this is just like such a bomb to throw on his past and it's just really a lot which is why i think i like feel so weird about the episode because the first half is like so jokey and then this happens and it's like what happened like the tone just totally shifts during this part and it's wild I don't know. I mean, Akito, he's a force to be reckoned with. Like, he starts off him, like, talking really pleasantly to Toru, honestly, like, freaked me out as much as anything. Like, yeah, very pleasant conversation until she pushed him, which was so badass. And then the car ride home, he's, like, saying all this stuff about her and, like, is clearly, like, really mad at her. But, like, oh, man, he's, he's a complicated person, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, April, do you think he's a Zodiac? I mean, I always was, I just assumed he was like. He has to be, right? I thought he was like, I don't know. Like, you know how in the first episode, like the very first one, um, there's like this scene where the person, like, I don't know if it's like an emperor is the one who invites all the animals over. I thought he was like the emperor or something. Like a descendant of that. That's yeah. what I or like oh, was cool. it like an emperor or like some kind of god or something like yeah. that? Like a demigod or whoever. Mm-hmm. But like I always just figured that, yeah, like there I can't imagine that like he's a zodiac member. Like who would he be? That would I be don't my know. thing. See, I that's why that's why I'm like, oh, he must be like the reincarnation of like that what demigod or whoever. And that's why like that would also, because I was, like, we've always talked about Akito, like, he's so much older, but he doesn't look that much older yeah, than everyone else. Like, he looks so young. Yeah. And so, that's why, like, I would draw that conclusion, like, okay, well, like, he, like, at some point in his life, or whatever, it's, like, revealed that he is the demigod reincarnated, and so that would be the only explanation as to why someone so young would be the head of this, like, huge family. Um, and he, him and Yuki look super close, like, like they look, rela- yeah. like, more related than any other, right. like, Soma that we've come across, so. He could be, like, the dark rat. <laughs> <laughs> the even more shadier or, rat. Or it'd be really funny if he was like the mouse. <laughs> oh my god. The hamster. Hamster. But um but no, yeah, I yeah, he he is kind of terrifying in in the best ways. Like maybe he's like Momiji, you know, where it's like he looks really young for his age. So like when Momiji grows up, he'll look 
like a high schooler or something. I don't know. When he's really like 26. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, But I think what really hit me throughout this entire thing, because one, like Toto was also really creeped out for him being oh, so yeah. nice. She even yeah. like points it out. She was like, I didn't expect him to be so pleasant. Um, And I like that word for him, like pleasant, which isn't like nice. It's just, you know, like amicable. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like when Yugi shows up and like, again, A plus on the voice acting because the way his voice, it's not even aggressive. It's kind of just like very timidly aggressive, kind of just being like, what did you do to her? But it's like pleading, like, please tell me you didn't do something. And it's like, he just seems so powerless. Yeah. Like near Akiko. He just, which is something we've never really seen before because from everything we know, he's go, he, de- he's defying Akito and everything he's doing. He's living outside. He didn't go to the, he didn't go to the banquet. He's doing all these things. And then, so we, I don't know, at least for me, I had this image of him being like, oh, he's very defiant to Akito. He is trying to rebel and all this stuff. Yet when he's in front of him, he just, like melt isn't the proper word, but he's he like, crumbles. He crumbles. crumbles. Yeah. That's a better word. Like he just crumbles. He can't, he can't handle it. And it's so, and it, the animation was so well done in this episode because you see him flinch, you see him freeze. Like the way that the, the, the animators were able to, um, illuminate his fear and just like his, I guess PTSD was very well done. Um, and even, you know, I was gonna say, even like the animation of Akito was oh my God, like yeah, so because so like good. there's such a big difference between like the conversation, like and it's uh it's like subtle too. Yeah. Like there's such a big difference between the Akito who's talking to Toru and the Akito who's talking to Yuki, and then yeah. even the Akito who's talking to like Shigure in the car, like they are they're not the same, like, it's not the same, like, it's the same person, but, like, they're animated totally differently. Like, like, the Toru, like, Akito is very kind, like, but it still has, like, a dripping and menace, and then, like, the- still, like, stares at her hostily. Yeah. Yeah. While he's saying these nice things, which is so uncomfortable. Yes. And then, like, obviously, like, he's very, very menacing whenever he's talking to- Yuki um and even threatening so and then like when he's in the car he just seems so manic like crazy so it's like props to like the animators because it was beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah and I appreciate how it doesn't because that could easily make it seem like a different animation style for each per each specific Mm -hmm. um um Akito but no it's still very much him it's yeah. just drawn it's like subtle, subtle like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like subtly with like the eyes and like even like the way that like the character is moving is different. Like it's very, very. I love it. Like this is why I love animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like that line of like, do I have to re-educate you? It's like oh, what? That's what do you like, mean? He's talking like nice ish to it's Yuki so but there's like this like menacing playfulness to to his entire tone with him that just like speaks volumes about whatever happened when Yuki yeah. was younger yeah and I mean let's talk about what happened in his special room so it's it's I mean <laughs> I mean that's what he said so it's so scary. creepy because yeah. he like when he says it like he kind of grazes Yuki's lips yeah. and I was like what is going on right now right? um 
Also, side note, the entire music throughout this in- interaction is kind of brilliant because it's so – I don't even remember really it. Like, it just – it's as good – I remember it because then when, when Toru intervenes, there's – it's silence. Oh, So yeah. that's why it makes her it, like, intervention – Yeah. Okay. So it makes her intervention that much more impactful. But before we get to Toru, like – we know from 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 the dog that he that he was just psychologically abusing abusing Yuki. I, I guess it's I don't know if he was like putting met like hard metal music and like or screaming <laughs> while writing on the walls and like I don't know, but we know that he that he forced Yuki to be locked in a dark room for like who knows how long, which is very very worrisome and it also explains a lot about why yuki just doesn't how he feels so isolated this is like the most extreme version version of isolation of well, being was, forced it, to be isolated. i was yeah. gonna say it sounds like he was put in isolation yeah so he was he was, yeah. he was. Yeah, he just did so and who knows what like other things would have happened because like being put in isolation like it, but to also be just, like, to flinch at, at someone touching you or to be, like, that means yeah. that not only was it, like, psychological, but there probably was some physical abuse in there yeah. as well. Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, unless, like, the psychological is, like, abuse is just so deeply cut, like, it's just terrifying. Like, that's horrifying that people do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Nothing. what's... Yeah, sorry. Continue. I was going to say, I was like, nothing makes it okay. Like, especially because he was, like, obviously so young whenever it started and then just continued. So, like, no wonder Yuki wants to escape all of that. Yeah, no wonder he's not good at making friends. He's in a room so much of his life. Like, how do you learn to make friends that way? Yeah. And, I mean, I think what really, like, made me just mad was... He had to go through, he had to tell Shigure, please get me out of here. In order for Shigure to get him out of the situation. Like, he had to beg. He is on his, on the floor. And he's just like, please, like, let me, let me escape. And it's like, where are the parents? Where are they? And how did they let this happen? This is, like, how is it that Shigure is the one adult that he felt comfortable going to? Right? Mm. of all of everybody he was the only one like really i just i don't know i it think maybe just... shigure was just around akita more because yeah. in, in the last shigure episode he says like i love you more than anyone else and like we know it's probably not true but if he says that stuff to akito it, it implies that he has like a closer relationship with him than some of the yeah. other zodiac members right. so maybe like because yuki was in isolation akito had an interest in him and shigure was like do like hanging out with the keto, their paths just crossed a lot more. Yeah. So they yeah. interacted more than he did with like literally anyone else. Right. It I also just, yeah. it also probably could have been too because uh, along that same note that um like Shigure was probably the one person who could convince Akito that it would be okay. Yeah. And also convince Akito that, oh, well, while Yuki's under my care kind of situation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he could appeal to Akito more and get away with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm like getting so tired of this Soma family passive aggressiveness of just not actually dealing with the core of the problem. Cause 
that's what brings up this. That's why what makes Todu's intervention with this entire deal so much more important. Her pushing Akito away, and it's not a hard push. It's like very soft, which also like well, I mean, the he's like he's like sickly skinny, so he probably right. isn't hard to move. <laughs> right? No, totally. He's like the size of her. Totally, totally. But um, but I will like the the way that the animation was able to to express that it wasn't a hard, it wasn't a shove. It was just a soft kind of push. Was well well done, but it was. So that's why it's so important because here you have someone, an outsider, who feels like, like she, she, like, I feel like part of the reason Akito maybe, like, is really pissed because I feel like maybe he finds her disgusting and he goes, like, you laid your hands on me. How dare you? Like, at least that's, like, what, uh, one way I'm like, I can understand, I can see how he can be mega mad because he's just that kind of, like, outsiders are bad. We can only be, like, inside, like, insiders, like, zodiacs only type of thing. But plus, it's just like rude, right? It's like it's yeah. way rude than saying something. Like literally pushing someone's like a pretty, right. pretty rude thing to do, <laughs> right? And she's just, but she and she just was able to read the situation again. Yeah. She is not that. She is not so dim witted. She's able to read the danger. She's able to see that 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 um. That Yugi is being very, he's is terrified of him. She's able to realize that she is terrified of Akito and that he's dangerous, but she still acts and still defies him in the most, in the most, um, what's that word? Direct way possible and literally becomes the wall between him and Yugi. And just like that to me is like, I think like that's never happened before. I don't think that's ever happened before with Akito. I don't think anyone stood up with to him. Exactly. That's the first time I think anyone's actually stood up to him. And that, that, to me, that's just why Todu is so amazing. And, and, um, that, that moment itself was just so powerful. And from the way that the lead up to it, the, 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 what we learn and how we, the impression we get from Akito up to this point and her still having the, the power to, to, to do what is least expected of her, what no one expects her to do, she still manages to do. And she's because she st- shows that she is the strongest person in any room with the Somas because she's the one person who will still do what's right by Yuki, what's right by Kyo, what's right by anybody who is in pain, who is suffering. And that's just why she's so incredible. Toto is like the greatest character. I love her so much. Um, n- nice little like detail. When Akito like is heading out and he meets you uh, meets Kyo, um, Kyo has cat oh, eyes. Yeah, what is oh, up with yeah. that? What does that mean? What did he did he do stuff to Kyo or I don't know? The cat eyes just really got to me too. Like the first I don't time know. seeing that. Yeah, I mean I don't know if it's like should we? I don't know if we should read that as just you know because sometimes you know how they draw like uh, the cat ears or yeah. they'll draw like the bunny ears on on Mummy G. Did, they did that earlier. Did, felt like was like you it know different you know how in paranormal movies like cats and dogs are always the first one to know and there's like a ghost or something like yes. the way kyo was looking at keto was like he was sensing a demon and his cat instincts were responding right. i wonder if 
because based off like the whole thing with Kyo is because everyone else like very much seems to understand that Akito is a threat, but Kyo doesn't seem to kind of get that. And so like I kind of read it like the same way, Michelle, like his like cat senses are going off, like yeah. there's danger nearby, but he doesn't understand that it's necessarily from Akito. Because I feel like Akito wouldn't bother himself with like Kyo all that much, other than to just like you know, like spread terrible lies about him and just be like, you're not a part of the family. Get out of here. Kind of situation. Like, yeah. no. he could have seen what had just gone down though. And like, yeah. th- that's part of why the Yuki thing freaks us out though. Right. Cause like Yuki, we've never seen him be vulnerable out of fear. Right. And like, he always wins the fights with Kyo. Yep. He always, like, he's always kind of on top. Like he, he's aloof with people, but he's never like scared. And yeah. so, like, if if Kyo is seeing this happen and sees how, like, freaked out Yuki is, knowing Yuki, that says a lot. And that could be part of why he's just like, Jesus, like, what? who is this person? They're bad <laughs> news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, I what what type of relationship would Kyo and, and Akito have? Like, would they even have one? Yeah, I don't they think really, so. Probably would not have much of like, a relationship. Like, I'm just trying to, because I'm trying to, I, I, we haven't really seen them really interact with each other, and I'm just trying to imagine it. And I don't know what to think, because Kyo wants to be part in, in the inner circle, but I'm assuming Akito would be the one to allow him or not. But it's it does I can't imagine Kyo wanting anything to do with Akito. I don't think like, I don't, see I don't him think want, he yeah. wants yeah, I don't think Kyo wants anything to do with Akito. I think he just wants to be a part of like to he be just included wants to in belong. The family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like right. and that's that's the other reason why too, because I feel like if Kyo like if everyone was like honest about Akito with Kyo, then he would probably be like, No, I don't want a part of that either kind of situation because we like we sit here and we speculate we're like why does Kyo want to be a part of the family like clearly it's not okay but I don't think he sees the not okay parts like he's a bit around mm-hmm. it that much yeah. very intimately yet mm. I don't know I don't, know. I don't think scared, it's yeah. like directly affected him as much as it has everyone else mm. right right well maybe that's like maybe it's like a, a, a blessing for him to be the cat and I don't know it's interesting I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to come to that realization where he's like, oh, I actually got the lucky end of the stick. Where like, oh, maybe I'm the one who was like, who just escaped this this trauma yeah. everyone else dealt with, I guess. Um, but we we finish off, um, very briefly, going back to Todu for a second. She also recognizes that Akito doesn't like her. Yeah, I yes. was proud of her for that. She's like, what is this look? Is this hostility? Does yeah. he hate me? Friend. Yeah. But it's like it's not even her being like, does he hate me? It's not even a question. She goes, like, he does hate me, but that's not what matters at the moment. Like, I don't yeah. have time yeah. to worry about why he hates me. Which is again, she's so sharp. Um, and can see through his facade. Um, but she, what's so lovely is that her immediate thought, her immediate place and her immediate place of importance is I need to take care of Yuki. I need to make sure he's okay. She wants to banish the terror of Akito. She Aww. is just like, I, 
you're not in a good place. I need to take care of you. I'm going to do everything possible to make you happy right now. Which, what was, what is that solution? She's like, hey, let's go play with everybody. Like, let's go play Mm -hmm. badminton. There's no rules. It's fine. It's badminton. No one cares. And, and it's through that you see that not only does she manage to do it, she manages to make him feel better, but you, you see his, like his family, you see how to note, take note. He, I think he thanks her. He, he sees that he, that, that Yuki is better be, and he's aware that it's all because of Toru and all the things that she did to make sure that, that, that Yuki was okay. And just that little, like, uh, I guess monologue that Yuki has where all that he wanted was parents who hugged him, a home he'd want to return to, a place where people smiled, and a me that everyone wouldn't leave, which makes me think that his parents left him. Like, yes. I'm like, they're not hugging him thing too. It's like, do they not hug him because he turned into a rat or like, because they were just stiff people? Right, right. <laughs> and then he's like, I want a warm place, a warm person. And then there's and an image tired. of Toto right there. Yeah. And he just Keep goes sailing. like, and then he's just like, they really exist. They're real. And he makes this face. And I'm just like, oh. I just, I, he's, he's, it was completely precious. And um, I don't know. I just, you know, like, I don't, I don't remember how this thing ended. And I just, I can't, if, if Yuki and Toru aren't it, if they, I if know, they, right? I'm gonna be so upset because they're what is she can't leave him. She can't. She can't do that. Not he's again. So, he's so nice to her. He treats her with respect and she helps him overcome his loss of community and feel like a real person. It's just a really good couple. Like I just they're so good. I just don't want this to be Harry and Hermione. You know what I mean? Oh well, what's wrong with that? Like, I don't want it to be that, where it's like, oh, like, well, no, they're they're so much better for each other. They should be together. I mean, aren't they, though? <laughs> they, what, Harry and Hermione aren't together? Yeah, I know, uh, but, like, wouldn't they be better for each other? They would. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were saying, no, Ron's great. I was <laughs> no, like, oh. No, I'm that. saying that I don't want them to end up like Harry and Hermione, where oh, they don't like end up together. Life. Yeah, well, not real life, but, like, the, <laughs> the life of the books, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just oh man, like I, I just think might happen though, because like every like you know that kill moment in the forest when she just lets him have a space and he's really just like having his his own PTSD flashback. I mean, if we get more like that, I I'm gonna understand it more. But like, yeah, we've gotten so much more of Yuki. It's really hard to think of Kyo right now. I, yeah. It's just I don't know. I just I just want Yuki and Toto to be happy. Yeah, like, uh, in whatever way, just like be together in some fashion, please. Be like, I just have a exactly. nice family. Like yeah. I'm just I'm just, I, I'm just worried that because I don't know if Kyo and and Yuki will ever like smooch. I'm, not Kyo and Yuki smooch. Oh wait, oh, no, no sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I, brain again, that's still boring. I'm still like they're still related. I don't know if I'm for that, but um, <laughs> but I'm saying like I don't know if they'll ever like like I I'm just worried that she's gonna have to choose one, like choose one in terms of like if I'm with one of you, I can't have the other one in my life, and I don't oh, want no. that. I don't I'm care sure. whoever she chooses romantically. Yeah. I still want her to be in Yuki's life. 
the thing is, the Tartar's whole goal has been to try to get them to be friends. And she said, like, oh, my New Year's resolution was for them to get along. And that hasn't happened yet. That's a bummer. Clearly, they're, they're, whenever this ends, if she ends up with one of them, fine. But the other one is going to like her a lot still and probably be friends with the other guy, too. Because that's just, like. That's Toru's real endgame, and I can't see them not giving that to her for her own personal <laughs> aspect. Right. Nothing else. Like, they, they can't make her, like, abandon Yeah, them. I yeah. just can't. Yuki, she can't abandon Yuki. She can't. She I don't can't. think she would ever abandon anybody. No. Like, that's the thing yeah. with her, is that. And I feel like like through all of the emotional healing that she is providing with all of them, that they will, like... Like, obviously, we want it to be Yugi, but I feel like no matter who she ends up with, she, it, like, the other person is going to be understanding simply because she got them to that point. Totally. Like, yeah. like, if it was, like, if if it was, like, right now, they had to be, like, all right, Toru, I need you to pick, like, me or Yugi or me or Kyo. And if she, like, picked one, then the other person would be, like, all right, I will never see you guys again. Goodbye. But, like, I feel like eventually we're going to get to a place where that that's not going to be the outcome right. yeah because they, they get so, so many, happy yeah they get so much good stuff from her already why would they like leave that behind yeah by being like sad that she wasn't dating them like no way and they, it's not like, they want all that good stuff that yeah. she provides regardless. And it's not like she would stop being a good friend to them yeah. because she was with the other person right Despite, like, them not getting along. But they've already, like, shown progress that they get along, like... Or better two, than... Bet, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you for, for calming my, my, my anxieties <laughs> about this. I just... I just... I am a worrier. And I just want them all to be happy. I know they're all fictional. I know. But no, still... Like, I, I think, care a lot about Yuki. It's true. Just, <laughs> me too. Yeah. I'd give him a hug, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah. See, but even as a rat, I'd give him a hug, you know? Like, I, that's how much I, I care about him. Where I'm like, I won't be disgusted in your of your rat form. I just want you to be happy. Like, let me give you, like, these little, like, I don't know, what do what do rats eat? Like, I will feed you that if you want. I'll give him cheese. There you go. That's what they want. There you go. Um, But, yeah, that's that's really the big points of the episode. Um, Is there anything you want to mention before we go? Okay, so I was thinking a lot about the total discussion from earlier. Because in the heat of the moment, I was like, oh, I just want to, like, listen to you guys talk. Because I don't know how I feel either. I think, like, I feel, I fall somewhere in the middle. I think the thing is, like, the whole space cadet thing, I think the way people are reading her as, like, spacey and not aware is just because, like, it kind of goes back to the last episode with the Momiji story. Like, Toru, by nature trusts everyone, believes in everyone, is willing to give everyone the benefit of a doubt, to show them kindness instead of being suspicious and cautious and fearful. So I feel like that kind of, like, trust and openness and willingness to, like, it, it's a kind of bravery, and I feel like we've said that before. But I feel like sometimes, like, when she's just hanging out, like, people assume it's because, like, she's not aware, but actually it's because, like, she's just willing to just the people won't be creepy, so I feel like she's, like, kind of in the middle. Like, I think she is pretty aware of things, but she's also just, like, she she views the world the way that a lot of people don't. And a lot of people are, like, a lot more cautious than her. 
And I mean, I do think it's good that she has like people obviously looking out for her because she could get hurt. But I think the the show at least is trying to say from Omiji's perspective anyway, that like it's not wrong for her to be that way. I guess right that like yeah. that it, that actually somebody like that is c- can be really good and and great and not dumb and that like maybe it's worth trying to look at the world that way and to approach people that way because like again like I don't think she'd have all these friends if she was a person who was any other way than sh- she authentically is so I don't know, I feel like it's like kind of radical in its its own way that she's like that. Because, yeah, like, I don't think she's dumb, but she, it's true that she comes off kind of spacey sometimes. But I feel like the, the root of that, like, presumed spaciness is just that she she just doesn't expect people to be bad. And that's, like, kind of crazy. But it's, like, really nice because, like, it's working out for her. Maybe people are nicer in real life and work out for them. I, I guess I feel just, like, more hopeful that it's, like... Not a bad thing. And I think it's something that, like, Kyo is going to have to unlearn to expect out of her. And maybe other people, too. But, like, clearly it's going to win and save the day in the end. Like, right? So, that like, that's a statement. Like, I feel like this show's going to make a statement about that. Or continue to. You know, Akito, <laughs> you know yeah. Akito is bad. When yes. even Toru yes. is like, this guy's yeah. bad news. Yes. No, for sure. Like, dang. Like, she you're right. Everyone. Yeah. She trusts everyone. You're right. And she's like, like I don't yeah. trust this I'm going to push you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Get she, away from Yuki. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like, I remember, what was it? I think it was, like, episode five. I don't remember the exact episode where, like, the, where uh, it was the banquet episode where then Kyo and Yuki were like, oh, like, we need to go back. She's like, she wouldn't, like, what if there's a robber? She would invite them over and ask for their sob story. And it's like. She wouldn't even do that for Akito, which just tells you yeah, everything uh, you need uh, to know about Akito. Oh, that's actually a great point, because that means Toru's, like, real power is, like, so most people can write someone off and just assume they suck. Um, but Toru's, like, able to see inside people to maybe, like, more who they truly are. And her judgment is so fine-tuned that she ends up being a lot kinder and nicer to people who are worth it. And, like, she can tell that somehow. But to, like, the the average person observing it's like why is she doing that that's dangerous like if it was a sketchy burglar like i'm pretty sure she would not let them in i'm i think Toru could discern that yeah. if she can push akito yeah, yeah for sure oh man oh god akito's bad news he's bad news. he's real bad news i'm so scared i'm, I'm so, so scared. upset that he is attractive <laughs> I i'm so upset I cannot get over it. He's like in my top three now, and I don't like that. Really, top three? Yeah. Reminder: We need Yuki and Haru for we, sure. We need to do like a top three so far of like characters <laughs> of just like attractiveness level, and then we need to, and then and then like we we need to do that. Um, but oh man, yeah. I I mean, well, what's crazy is Akito has the same haircut as Yuki. It's kind of ridiculous. I yes. know, I know, and they're probably like Yuki. this. I- do you think he saw Akito or he, Yuki? Excuse me. Do you think Akito saw Yuki's haircut and was like, "I need that. <laughs> I need to copy. He'll like me if I look more like oh, him." That's no. how things work. I want it to be that rather than the alternative, which is Yuki is Loki still emulating Akito because that's all he knew. <gasps> I hate that. Just, just yeah, way by accident. 
don't yeah. know. I will say though, I don't think they're the same frame. I think Yuki's like like is taller and more like is is a bigger guy than than Akito. I think we're well, used yeah, because seeing... Akito's so sick. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, but I think it's it's kind of like it's interesting because usually like Yuki's kind of presented as being like really like slender, really whatever. But then next to Akito, he's like, no, no, he's like. He's healthy. You see, I think it's like, no. Yes. Well, that just also, like, drives home, like, the fact that, like, Yuki, someone who we already know is very strong, is, like, like, very put off by this person. So, makes him even more horrible. Sure. Does it make him more attractive, though? Is that part of it, Michelle? Like, is it also, like, the evilness? (laughs) The the menace? (laughs) The, the subtle menace definitely is part of the appeal. I'm ashamed to say that, but it's true. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, just interesting. It's got like a fiery power behind it. Like, I love a like, I, mean, I don't love a cute, like, I care about Yuki's sense of well being. And I don't think Akito, like, I don't want Akito to die. Like, I want him to be redeemed. But if he did die, like, if that was what it took for Yuki to be able to really move past that whole chapter of his childhood, like, that's kind of okay with me. But just like on a purely visual level, I can't deny the truth. There, man. there, there's that. There, look, they can both things can coexist. Is what I'm okay, saying. They, I think you're safe. Both things can coexist. Where are we on the will Akito survive after after this episode, which is a very big Akito episode? How, how, like, what percentage of you thinks that Akito is gonna die, and what percentage of you thinks he's not? Like, are <sighs> you like over under like? 70%. I think I'm like good, like a solid 50, where I'm like, I can imagine him um, dying. I can imagine him surviving. Wow. Yeah, I'm very on the fence. Like, I can I can definitely see where he would end up surviving, but I can also, like, definitely see, like, the only way out is for him to go away permanently. I feel like I'm more like 85% he's not gonna die now. And that's just because Toru's like making an impression on him too, right? He like couldn't stop talking about her in that car saying how ugly she was, which is obviously not true because he said she was really hot before. I mean, and I don't think he was just nice, flattering maybe. her. Well, no, I think that <laughs> I think the push just really got to him. Oh, okay, it's like it. we were saying, like nobody did that to him before. He's like, that's the rudest shit. Oh, I hate her. She sucks. Like, and he's trying to believe all these things to make him feel better that like she really shook him up. But I feel like the fact that she's able to shake him up that much already, like we've got to see them interact more. I feel like she's going to keep like, as she changes everyone else, she's got to change him too. Because yeah. like how Toru, I don't think could live with herself if he died and she felt responsible in any way. Like I shouldn't have pushed him. He was sick. Now, <laughs> you know, so I feel like he has to stay alive for her to change his worldview or something. Oh man, what if he's like really old, and we just you know him? He's like Momiji. Like, what if he's like really old, and he's actually like an old frail man that she just pushed or something? That would be really funny. I want to know what like skin cream he's using to right, right, like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, like give me your regimen. Give me your skincare regimen, man. Soaks the blood of fallen so much in his back night. Oh man! All right, all right. Anything else that you guys want to say before we go? Mm. Um, Anajima continues to be best girl. Yes, she is. She, is. She, she really scared Kyo. I, <laughs> this, I, that, was, spe- that was pretty funny. Yeah. Speaking of Hanajima, I think who was it that mentioned? Okay, that 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 um, 
that Kyokun like sense Akito or something. Oh, okay. oh yeah, like, she's like, she could sense Shigure, she could yeah, but she Akito. couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't, which makes me think like, is he is he like dead inside? Does he not have any waves? <laughs> like, I feel like every I feel like every human should have some form of waves, whatever they how strong they are is like irrelevant. Maybe he just doesn't have any. Well, maybe like you're saying, like I still believe that he's a recreation of a god because like that doesn't make sense somehow. Like that that's not. I mean. Okay, maybe it's related to the zodiacs, but like I don't know if that checks out. But that could be a reason. Maybe gods have different waves than the yeah. animal people. Yeah, yeah. And or maybe like she only really senses waves of people she's familiar with. So maybe she doesn't. She's not familiar with Akito, so she couldn't sense him. Maybe. I mean, she kind I of sensed see... the Kyo's like energies, like when he first came to the class. That's true. And like I don't know. I don't know. I. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm just, um... I like the I idea of him being dead inside. Okay, and here's only a thought. that terrible person. Black. Yeah. All right, all right. Kind of, okay, well then, counter, counter interpretation. She says, oh, I just sense, like, a guardian-like thing. She mentions that after we see him arrive. After yeah. we see Akito arrive. Which, I doubt that he would have the same waves of a guardian, Okay, I two ways we can interpret she it. She sends like, waves from the guardian section at See, the ceremony. I don't know, because she... Okay, okay, three ways to interpret it. <laughs> three ways. Three ways. <laughs> All right. Growing. So, first wave... First one was, okay, it's Shigure. Okay, okay, whatever. Second is, oh, maybe she... she she was actually reading Akito, but everyone's just assuming it's Shigure because it's like, oh, it's like a guardian type of thing. Or, third... Third thing, here's like a mind bender. What if Akito and Shigure ha- are read the same way because they're both evil? Oh. I mean, like, they are boom. both evil. I mean, both of them are not good for Toru. We know that much. Yeah. So it's like, maybe it's the third oh, way. Oh. You know, maybe they, they do. She is reading him, but it's like, she is sensing him, but everyone thinks it's Shigure. And it's like, oh, but maybe that's the problem. It's that Shigure isn't good either. I don't know. I, I wish the show would be that like black and white with Shigure, but I <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they will, unfortunately. I know it's really frustrating. Um, um, but I don't know. Anyway, um, sorry to apologies to all the Kyo lovers. I mean, I was harsh on him, but also like he gave me reason to be harsh on him. Um, and yeah, I think that does it for us. And you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Shin, a.k.a. Shingeki no Kyojin. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.